Good morning and welcome. Hi, this is your host, Rhonda Taylor from Let Your Voice Be Heard, Movement Internationals, also the Lion of the Tribe of Judah, Global Tent Ministries, where there is life, love, joy, peace, and harmony. Today, I pray that you are having a fabulous Friday. Yes, this is Fabulous Friday. Today, I'm going to talk about uprooting the altar of delay and stagnation. And we're going to be talking a little bit in and out about evil altars. As we know, it is in the Bible. And we're going to give scripture. Okay, when you get an opportunity, I want you to uh, read Deuteronomy chapter uh, 1, verses 6 through 7. And we're going to, like I said, we're going to be in and out concerning the altars, the evil altars, um, the altar of delay, the altar of, excuse me, of stagnation. And we do know that stagnation is not a good place to be. Delaying, being delayed is not a good place to be. A lot of times people bring delays in their own life because of distractions. Okay, you have uh, stagnation. Something is in their way. Something, you know, when a person is uh, staggering over something, something is usually in their way to make them trip up or, you know, just... Uh, uh, to fall over something and it causes a delay of getting back up. So it's, it's a, it's a thing that God is not in. And so if we don't know, uh, last night, myself and, uh, WWAP, uh, Queens, uh, letting our voice be heard. We talked a little bit about that on last night, but we talked about the spirit of Leviathan and the spirit of, um, of the Python spirit. We talked about the different uh, spirits that was holding people hostage. As we know, the spirit of Python squeezes the life out of you. And I, I wish, the Bible said, I wish above all things, not just that you will prosper even as your soul prosper, but God want us to have wisdom, knowledge, and understanding of his word. He said, my people have eyes, but they cannot see. Okay, he's talking about in the spirit realm. He's not not talking about in the natural. He's talking about in the spirit. But moving forward, we're talking about uprooting the altar of delay and the altar of stagnation. And we're going to be talking also about evil altars. Okay, when you think about things like that, a lot of people think on, uh, I remember I talked about this movie, you know, I'm into deliverance. So I was watching this movie called The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It. And a lot of people say, why would you watch something like that's demonic? Yes, but it's also a learning tool because they was having problems with a little boy first being possessed. It went from a little boy being possessed to the demon jumping into this young man. Okay, it went from the young man until causing the older man to have a heart attack. And it was the thing that the demon was saying that was causing all this different affliction. And so as I mentioned on last night to uh, the women, if you're fighting an unseen, if you're fighting something that you can't see, I do know that prayer. But as you are praying, what are you praying about? Because if you don't know what you're praying about, you're only praying amiss. You're only, uh, uh, your, your prayers, not that God don't hear them, 
but the enemy needs to hear them. And the enemy needs to know that you're using the word of God against him and his foes. The enemy needs to know that God is standing up on the inside of you and that God is utilizing the gift that he has given you to pray against such evil altars. Okay, now moving forward, the Lord our God spoke to us in uh, spoke to us at Hirab saying, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, Harib saying, you have stayed long enough on this mountain. Now we're talking about Deuteronomy 1 and 6 and 7, okay? Uh, turn and resume your journey and go to the hill country of the Amorites and to all the neighbors in Araba. I mean, Araba, I'm sorry. I'm tongue-tied this morning. <laughs> in the hill country and in the lowland. Okay, now if you keep reading on, it explains to you about being in a place too long, being in a position too long. God is trying to get a message to his people. He's saying the only reason why the enemy have access to do a lot of things that he do is because my people have no understanding. My people have no knowledge. My people have no wisdom. But the children of Satan, they are wise. They are crafty. They are cunning. They are well equipped. You know why? They're trained. See, anytime you go to the military, if you know anything, I've never been to the military, but I've studied up about it. I've studied and I've been around um, people that's been in the military. Okay, and you can tell by their attributes that they some people you can tell by the at by their attributes of where from whence they have come. Okay, and they are so strategic in things, even to the point of keeping things in order. Okay, I was once married to a, a military guy, and they're very strategic. They they keep things in order. They're I'm, I'm telling you, everything is about order to them, and so. When it comes to God's people, God does things decently and in order. He trains us orderly. He trains us on, um, one of the queens said it very well last night. If you're hitting, if you're, if you're going hunting and there's certain things that you are hunting for, it's a certain uh, level of firearms. It's, some it's, a, it's a certain firearm that you have to use. Okay, you can't use a 38 on every animal. You can't use a rifle. You can't, it's certain AKs. You can't use, it's certain uh, uh, weapons that you have to use for the enemy. Some, some people use machine guns. Some people, it's different things that are being used. If you look, if you pay attention to the military and how they are set up, some take, they use uh, bombs. It's certain things that, that are being used to take down their enemy. Okay. So God is strategically training his, his people on what weapons to use. And they are not carnal. They're not fleshly weapons. They are spiritual weapons. Okay. Uh, what's holding a lot of people hostage from moving forward and being stagnant in their walk with God because 
pleasure draws their attention. Pleasure draws them from doing what they have been called to do by God. Pleasure is keeping them from hearing what God have to say to them. Pleasure, whether it's in money, whether it's in their house, whether it's in their car, whether it's in whatever that their pleasure is in. Because the Bible says it well, wherever a man's treasure is, there his heart is also. And you find people that their treasure is in certain things. And that's where their heart is. So it's so easily for them to fall off and get distracted or keep going around the same mountain. That's why he made it so plain. He made it so plain to let you know you got to come off of this mountain. You cannot stay here. Okay. You cannot stay here. You've been here long enough. Read Deuteronomy 1. I'm going to keep saying it. 1, 6, and 7. Okay. You've been here long enough. You toiled around this mountain long enough. Okay. I've put my word in your mouth. As he said in Jeremiah, I've put my word in your mouth. Now go forth. Okay. The things that you are learning, utilize what you are learning. Learn the word of God. Ask God for strategy and instructions. And when God give you strategy and instructions, follow them. That's why he said the steps of a good man and a woman is ordered by the Lord. Okay. They're not blown away by every little wind of doctrine. They're not blown away by every little tinkling brass and sounding symbol, uh, uh, tinkling brass and sounding symbol. They're not moved by all of that thing, that itching ear for the things that they want to hear. Okay. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all of these things will be added unto you. And see, when we talk about different altars and different satanic altars, this going back to this movie, when I was talking about the, the movie, The Conjuring, and it said the devil made me do it. Okay. At some point, you got to get away from the devil making you do it. If you are a child of God, okay? The woman, it was a, a man, it was a man priest and his wife was, uh, I would say she was a prophet. She was a seer and she had the gift to be able to see. He had the gift to be able to pray and to cast out, okay? So they worked very good together. They was husband and wife. So he would use her to be able to see and to detect the enemy. And once she detected that they had an evil altar built under their house, that's the reason why the demons was able to come in and take over the house. The demon had attached itself from one person to the other person to the other person. In the Bible, it said that this man swept his house clean. And once he swept his house clean, what happened, he didn't fill it with the things of God. So seven more demons that were stronger came in and took over. And that man was in worse state from in the beginning. Okay. So no doubt the man didn't replace it with the things of God, with prayer, with fasting, with, 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 uh, um, 
uh, uh, strategies that God has given him to pray to cover his house, to put the word of God in his house. So the demons came back and they came back more stronger, more powerful. So when you find yourself keep dipping and dabbling into things because you feel like you're big and bad enough to handle this this uh, this demon that's small to God, but it's big to you. And the reason being is because you have stepped out of jurisdiction. You have stepped out of place with God. As you know, Satan is a trespasser. What happened to trespassers? They either die on the land of the person that, that's the owner, or they leave. They leave without confrontation. They leave before they lose their life. So if Satan is trespassing on your things, if Satan is, is trespassing in your house, if Satan is doing things and he's working overtime in your house, you have to ask yourself, why and how did he get in? Okay, so we're still talking about these up, uprooting the altar of delay and stagnation. A lot of you have been delayed and you're being stagnant because of where Again, where a man treasure is, there is his heart also. So you've put your, 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 your time and your effort into things that was pleasing to your flesh. And so the fight have become so intense and you wondering, where is God? God have been there all along. Okay. Now we want to talk about what is the meaning of evil altars? Because it was an evil altar under the house and it wasn't until the husband and wife went under the house and began to cast that evil altar out. Everything that was on it. You have people that actually have evil altars built in their house. Evil altars built in their heart. Okay. What is the meaning of evil altars? I'm so glad you asked. An evil altar is a place of evil transactions where uh, many evil things like infirmities, curses, failures, among other things, are projected in people and they're in their lives, okay? Um, you may ask, uh, like, it's certain things like, uh, this may be the result of hidden altars in the spirit realm. These dangerous prayers will help you destroy the altars of sexual perversion, infirmity of sickness, familiar spirits, poverty, witchcraft, depression, premature death, and barrenness. Okay. Um, now we want to know what is, you know, what do evil altars or what do altars represent in the Bible? Cause you do know it is in the Bible. Okay. An altar is, is raised, uh, is a raised area in the house of worship where people can honor God with offerings. Okay. It is a prominent and it is prominent in the Bible. It is God's table. Okay. Um, what are the different kinds of altars? There are so many different types of altars. It's the, it's the kind that you can stand, you can kneel, you can either lie down, you can, you know, however, um, um, God leads you to build your altar. Okay. Uh, who destroyed altars in the Bible? Okay, let's go there. Moreover, the altar that was at Bethel and the high place which uh, Jeroboam and the son of Nebat, who made 
Israel to uh, who made Israel to sin had made both that altar and the high place he break down and burn the high place and stamped it very small to powder <laughs> who is he who is he God see all these little altars that people have built in their house all these little evil altars that witches have built in their house warlocks built in their house even in your heart God is going to he's going to press down until it turned to dust until it becomes nothing that evil altar <laughs> that evil altar in your heart malice that evil altar that's been holding you hostage you know once again i said it was it's evil things that's like infirmities curses failures among other things these are different altars that you know people don't understand what are evil altars? You got people that, um, in every place that I've lived, I've trained my grandchildren to build altars in their house. That way they have a sacred place that they can go and um, meet the Lord. Not that you can't meet him. You can meet him. You can meet him anywhere in your house. You can meet him anywhere while you're driving. You can meet him anywhere. But you have a sacred place where it's just, you and God, like, you know, nobody comes here. This is, this is me and his place right here. This is me and God's place right here. Okay. Now we know that they're, um, they talk about the pagan altars. Okay. Now first Kings 16 and 32. So he erected an altar for Baal in the house of Baal, which he built in Samaria. Okay. Second Kings 23 and 15 says, furthermore, the altar that was at Bethel and the high place with Jeroboam, we talked about that earlier, the son of Nebat, who made Israel sin, he made even that altar and the high place he broke down. Then he demolished its stones, ground them to dust and burned them. <laughs> OMG. Now, as we know it or not, okay, going down to, let's go to Deuteronomy 12 and two, uh, 2 and 3. You shall utterly destroy all the places where the nations whom you shall disp dispossess and serve their little gods. Okay, I said little, serve their gods. On high mountains, on the hills and under every green tree, you shall tear down their altars and smash their sacred pillars and burn burn it with fire and you shall cut down the engraved images of their gods. Second Kings 21 and three says, for he rebuilt the high places, which Hezekiah, his father had destroyed. And he erected altars for Baal and made an, <laughs> made an Asherah and Ahab king of Israel had done and worship all the hosts of heaven and serve them. Isaiah 17 and 8 says he will not have regard for the altars, the work of his hands, nor will he look at, look to that which his fingers have made. Mm -mm -mm. Jeremiah 11 and 13 says, for your God or as many as your cities, O Judah, and as many as the streets of Jerusalem, or the altars that you have set up to the shameful thing, altars to burn, incense to Baal. 
Look at it. All throughout the Bible is talking about these evil altars. Jeremiah 19 and 13, the houses of Jerusalem and the house of the kings of Judah will be defiled like the place <laughs> because of all the houses on whose rooftops they burn sacrifices to all the heavenly hosts and poured out drink offerings to other gods. I'm going to tell you all this. Zephaniah 1 and 5. And those who bow down to the housetop, to the host of heaven, and those who bow down and swear to the Lord, and yet swear by Milicum, swearing to other gods, all these evil altars, all these evil altars, they're coming down. God is going to destroy every evil altar of the enemy. He's going to destroy. If it's anything that's in you, that's in the altar of your heart, ask God to uproot it, dismantle it, burn it up, destroy it. Because it have no place. It have no place with God. It stink in his nostrils. When we are worshiping other gods, there will be no other God before nor after him. Put away your little bitty gods. Put them away. Whatever altar that, that you are worshiping on, whatever altar that is, put it away. Okay? Look up a lot of things that I'm talking to you about. Uprooting the altar of abortion spirits. Yes, all of these different altars. These are spirits uprooting the altar of strife and confusion. Yes, but if ye have bitter envying and strife in your hearts, glory not and lie not against the truth. This wisdom descended not from above, but is earthly, sensual, devilish. For where envying and strife is, there is confusion and every evil work. Read James 3 and 14. Read James 3 and 14. We're still talking about these altars. See, what we don't know can't hurt us. Uprooting the altar of lying spirits. Uprooting it. The Lord said to him, in what way? So he said, I will go out and be a lying spirit in the mouth of all his prophets. And the Lord said, you shall persuade him and also prevail. Go out and do so. First Kings 22 and 22. Go and read that and see why did God allow that lying spirit to go forth? Okay. God knew that they didn't want to, they didn't want to take heed to truth. So he allowed a lying spirit to go forth to speak and as the lying spirit started going forth and speaking people were listening and believing because they had itching ears uprooting the altar of false prophecies the Lord said to him how and he said I will go out and be a deceiving spirit in the mouth of all the prophecies then the Lord said, you are to entice him and also succeed. Go and do so. Now, then, behold, the Lord has put a deceiving spirit in the mouth of all these 
prophets and the Lord has proclaimed disaster against you. Here we go again. First Kings 22, 22 and 23. We're talking about evil altars, evil altars. We cleave to the lie and run from truth, uprooting the altar of fear. For the thing which I have greatly feared comes upon me, and that of which I am afraid has come upon me. Job 3 and 25, fear is crippling. Fear will destroy you. Fear would destroy the likeness of you. Even the thought of you trying to get up and do a thing. Fear. The altar of fear. Uprooting the altar of trauma. As for those who are left of you, I will bring despair. Okay? Into their hearts. In the lands of their enemies. The sound of a scattered leaf will put them to flight and they will flee as if from the sword and will fall even when one is chasing them. uh, uh, Leviticus 26 and 36. We're talking, we're still talking about uprooting these altars. We're not, we're not understanding that the enemy is very cunning, is very crafty. And if we don't understand and get an understanding of God's word and what God is saying and get instructions from God on what needs to be done, you're going to be lost. Uprooting the altar of slumber and prayerlessness. Israel's watchmen are blind. They are all without knowledge. They are all mute dogs. They cannot bark panting, lying down. They love to slumber. They love sleep. Isaiah 56 and 10. These are altars that the enemy is using to have access to God's people. You know why? Because they don't know. You don't know what you're fighting. When the plague hit, that was something that was unseen. That was something that was unseen. Uprooting the altar of barrenness. Okay. Then the men of the city said to Elisha, look, this city is, uh, it's pleasant. It's a pleasant place as my Lord sees, but the water is bad and the land is barren. But when I searched the word of barrenness, these were the words, child, childlessness, Fruitless, impotence, infertility, unproductiveness. Yes, and, and, and the thing the thing is, it goes right on back to the altar of delay. The altar of delay. It goes right on back to that. It goes back to that. And the reason why it's so much delays, because of laziness. Or because of the ones that that wants to do whatever they want to do to serve the world and not God. Uprooting the altar of frustration. You've been frustrated. Okay. The Bible says in Galatians 6 and 9, let us grow weary or become, let us not grow weary. I'm sorry. Let us not grow weary or become discouraged in doing good. For at the proper time, 
we will reap if we do not give in. We're still talking about the altars. We're still talking about the altars. The altar of depression. People, I've never heard so much people talking about depression and anxiety, anxiety, my anxiety, my depression. Really, the devil is alive. Why are you despair, oh my soul? And why are you restless and disturbed within me? Hope in God and wait expectantly for him. For I shall again praise him. The help of my the help of my countenance and my God. Psalms 43 and 5. Heavenly Father, righteous judge, I ask that the courts of heaven be seated according to Daniel 7, 9, and 10. And I ask in Jesus' mighty name that these altars be uprooted and be dismantled. That you would no longer keep wrestling with the same things. The same things. Sexual perversion, infirmity and sickness, familiar spirits, poverty, witchcraft, depression, premature death, barrenness, fear, trauma, failure, marriage breakers, delay, false prophets, Freemasonry, demonic, demonic spirits such as Jezebel, Leviathan, and Delilah, and that Python spirit. My prayer is that you will overcome these things and you will become strong in the Lord. That God will strengthen your hands. That you will stop uh, 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 having these little baby moments. That you will stop allowing the enemy access in your life. That you will stop and you will stop it now. God is, God will wish above all things that we will not only prosper and even as our soul prosper, but he wants us to have an understanding of his word. He wants us to have an understanding of his word. In my closing, there may be some things in your heart that should be hatred, malice, confusion. There may be things that's, that's holding you back from keeping you from moving forward in the things of God. It's time to release it and let it go. We've read different scriptures in the Bible that talks about the different altars. But are we really listening? We need to know what to pray because if not, we'll be praying amiss. You'll be praying amiss. Know what you're fighting. Get to the root. You can cut the tree all day long, but that tree is really still living because you didn't uproot the tree. The tree is linked up to other trees and it's living because you did not take time to go through and uproot it. You don't take time to listen and understand and get taught. You get just enough Bible in you to go out and be dangerous to other people. You use scripture to, to beat people with it versus to, to build them up, to tell them who they are, what God has for them, what is the purpose in their life. A prophet builds up, and once they start building you up, then they start dissecting and, and help pulling out all that other stuff. But they want you to know who God said that you are, that you are fearfully and wonderfully made in the image of God. That you are chosen people, a royal priesthood. 
A holy, this is a holy, supposed to be a holy nation. Be ye holy, God said, for I am holy. Be ye, holy means to be what? Set apart for the master's use. Sanctified. Holy Ghost filled. Set apart for the master's use. Don't worry about what people say and what people think. You're so focused on what people, 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 people. And it's not just people, it's you. you tearing your own self down. And every time you tear yourself down, you run it high and you blame other people for your mistakes that you keep making over and over repetitiously. Those are altars and they're, those altars are dangerous that you have. Get rid of those evil altars. In my closing, Father God, I come to you today asking you, God, to help to equip your people. Give them more knowledge, wisdom, and most of all, understanding of your word. Help them, Father God, those that desire a deeper and a closer walk with you, God. Grant them this day, Father. Open their eagle eyes and let them see as the eagle. Let them hear. Let their senses be so keen as the eagle. So keen, so keen, so keen that they will see as you see and hear as you hear. Away with these little small gods that they are worshiping. Destroy every small God. Destroy it, uprooted God. Make them so uncomfortable with their little bitty gods that they will run to you with bended knees and with their hands raised and said, God, forgive me. I surrender all to you, God. Grow them up, God. Visit them in their dreams, God. Let them know that time is winding up that they don't have time to keep playing these little games that the spirit is, 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 is moving rapidly upon the earth. Train and equip your people. We have some that really desire you, God. Some really desire the walk with you. They really desire a closer walk, a more, a more uh, 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 intimate of a relationship with you. Some really desire it, God. Some don't know how. Like the disciples said to Jesus, teach us what we need to learn. I want more. I desire more. More of you and less of me. That is our prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you again for tuning in to the Lion of the Tribe of Judah Global Tent Ministries. I am Prophetess Rhonda Taylor. God bless you.